The CFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGP and group in Sleeper. We'll automatically match your first deposit up to one hundred dollars at sleeper.com slash sgp and of course make sure to download the sgp and app it is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts blink and you miss it but we are already in week three of the Canadian Football League season. This is the CFL Gambling Podcast. He is XFL, CFL, all the FL gyms. I am Rod Gomez, and we are back with yet another week of CFL Gambling. Jim, welcome back, my friend. I'm still flabbergasted we're already at week three. I, I We've had five it feels weeks. Like literally, it feels like two days ago we were doing the season preview. We, and we were doing the Futures episode, and now here we are with more games to break down. It's just, yeah, it, it's funny how this happens. And then, of course, we're on to the championship season in the USFL as well, so uh, great football times to be had. It's a fantastic time to be a football fan. We have the XFL showcases going on, USFL playoffs, CFL in the thick of it. Oh, it's just such a good feeling. We had some great games last week i will say there were some fantastic games we called some of the action we actually did get some of it right but some of it was a little off only because the elks actually performed a little better than we thought they would they looked much better than we thought they would if they could kind of uh show this sort of fight throughout the season i could see them winning about maybe two to three games (laughs) being competitive in most but winning two or three of those the other teams look really good though like the only one that I see is being wonky is like Calgary. If they keep this up, are going to be like the luckiest team in CFL history. They're so lucky each week. Yeah, I, we're going to talk about that for sure. Uh, I'm I'm very pleasantly and and you know I know Red Blacks fans. I know uh, our nation really loves to just be down on this team no matter what happens. But I'm encouraged. We played the reigning Grey Cup champs almost to a stall two games in a row and were it not for a couple of breaks uh, Ottawa is off this week so they have the bye week but you know again they played the back they beat champs back to back and played them well so I'm encouraged for what they got going on this season I think at the very least like worst case scenario for the Red Blacks they're gonna be a very very fun team with Masoli like that's worst case scenario they're gonna be a very fun team I think best case scenario they're they're in the thick of it come end of the season yeah i have a feeling that this is going to be a very very tight east division uh, especially with what we've seen so far and how these east teams have played western opponents you talk about montreal in week one against calgary played them tight uh again another eastern opponent that calgary took on last week uh in in the um uh hamilton tiger cats took them all the way down to overtime you know huge jump for the tie cats from week one to week two yeah huge jump like dane evans looked so much better Indeed. Uh, But we got a full slate again this week as week three kicks off once more on Thursday night. Apologies for the the fact that this show is coming out on Tuesday night. I got to tell you, we are a, a, we just can't do anything without lines on a gambling show. Yeah, I don't know what, 
what the bookmakers were like getting they were late to the game or something because we tried looking we looked everywhere i yeah. looked everywhere yeah, and well, i couldn't find a single line for any cfl game until either super late last night or really early this morning it kind of blurred together <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as it tends to do. I think they were still waiting for the overtime to finish in Calgary is what they were doing. Uh, but yeah, so now WinBet does have lines up for you to go and jump on, and we will be covering these lines. And uh, Jim, why don't we uh, just go ahead and, and get to it? Why don't we break down this first game, shall we? Let's plow forward as the season is plowing forward at breakneck pace. <laughs> at breakneck pace. Indeed. We begin with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. It is Jim's team that he's near and dear to his heart. So it is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders taking on the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, the Alouettes coming in 0-2, but not for lack of trying. They definitely have been in a couple of close games. We talked about that that game in week one. That was close. Saskatchewan coming in 2-0 and from the West. Uh, the spread on this one is at minus three in favor of Saskatchewan. Uh, they are giving the money line at minus 155 to the Riders as well, uh, where if you want Montreal at plus three, you're getting it at minus 110. On the money line, Montreal is plus 135 to win. Jim, is there a path for Montreal to actually win a game this season <laughs> against the I mean, Riders? I mean, shoot, it looked like they were in books to win it week one and week two as lucky as calgary's been montreal's been that unlucky it's tough though because i feel like the rough riders have probably the best defense they've gone up against of the two teams pretty handedly and like this might be a breakout like i say breakout but he's just been looking on fire this could be like a really good cody fajardo season they ha seem to have like rolling on offense aside from lack of a rushing game I three's a lot of points. I probably lead Montreal to get the cover. I like the plus three. I like the over here. Yeah, I think I think I'm just gonna maybe lead into Montreal keeping it close and going with overs for them at least for a little bit. I'm I'm gonna go with the over forty five and a half. I'm gonna take the plus three. I'm gonna take the points. A couple, a couple of things worth noting. Uh, Vernon Adams Jr. is not going to play in this game, so it will be Trevor Harris that plays. We saw Trevor Harris come in and look semi-decent last week, and we know that Trevor Harris is a... I mean, he's about as valuable a backup quarterback as you'll get in this league. Obviously, long time... Well, not long time, but uh, starter for the Red Blacks, especially in their Grey Cup year. So, uh, it, you know, it's just something to be... And, of course, they're still without William Stanback. So, a couple of huge hits on offense for Montreal as they get it. But, again, Trevor Harris can still keep this close. And with this, like... I don't know, maybe with money coming in later this week, you might be able to get a line where it might balloon up to, like, Saskatchewan minus four, four and a half. Maybe you wait if you're thinking I'm betting the Alouettes. You kind of sit on it and let that let that line balloon up. But I don't mind the plus three. Even this Rough Riders team is so hard because they can come out and ball out and, like, get, like, a fourth quarter surge and win by, like, ten points. But uh, this Montreal team has been keeping it close every week. They got to break through. They got to. They, they're going to be close. It's going to be close. Well, and then of course uh, Eugene Lewis obviously uh, did not practice as well, so that's something else. But you know, to your point, 
Saskatchewan last week, I feel like it was more that Edmonton won that, or lost that game rather, than Saskatchewan won that game. Because Edmonton had every opportunity Mm -hmm. in the end of the game to just take control, and they just could not do it. I also think I'm going to go with the the line, the gut feeling that Montreal is going to try and have the most brutal season for its fans as possible, where it will be competitive and almost win every game, but like somehow snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, missing a last second field goal, like losing just like at the end of the game every single time, thinking you could be in it, drawing you in, and they're going to do that again. They're going to cover, but lose. Yeah, it's just a frustrating situation. Uh, obviously, we talked about it. Saskatchewan one and home, one and zero oh at home. Montreal zero oh and two on the road. Uh, both teams actually two and zero oh against the spread. So uh, you know, keep that in mind. The over under, the Riders zero uh, oh and two on the over under, <laughs> and Montreal one and zero. Oh. The Riders, man, you're right. It's just it's 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 crazy um, when you're looking at it. The average points for the Riders 28, 23 for the Argos. So there's a lot to like. In this game, like you said, you like the the Alouettes plus three. Uh, are we go, we're going under on this one? Under forty five and a half. Oh no no over forty five and a half. I like over forty five and a half too. Yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm going over in this one. I think you might see some offense. I especially think if Montreal's keeping it close. I think the lack of a run game for probably both these teams, if I'm being honest, right now, uh, it probably leads to more passing, leads to a little bit more points possibly. I think I think you'll see maybe around the fifty mark. I'm thinking you can see like a 28, you can see like a 28, 27, 28, 24 around that. Yeah. I mean, Riders had 26 points last week against uh, an Elks defense that was kind of, you know, bad, but you know, lack of a running game. And it's weird because Jamal Morrow just busted out 126 yards, 17 carries and a touchdown last week for the Riders. But I don't know that we're going to see that week after week for Jamal Morrow. Yeah. Like week one, I, I'm, I didn't. They didn't like pop out to me. I I don't know. I I'm I'm expecting like maybe it's going to be an every other week scenario where Cody Fajardo also just balls out. Who knows? <laughs> it's just it's so hard to predict uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders week after week. But I I think you're onto something with that plus three, even with Trevor Harris at under center. In fact, that might even be uh, better for Montreal to calm things down uh, because Vernon Adams comes out a little hot sometimes. It could. It could. Uh, All right, let's move on to Friday night's game where the Hamilton Tiger Cats taking on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It is the Bombers' third Eastern opponent in a row, but of course, two of those happen to be Ottawa, and they won both of those. Uh, For the Bombers, they are coming as five-point favorites. Uh, Both sides of these, this spread, though, is at minus 110, so... Really, this is just pick your fancy. The over-under set at 43.5 at minus 110. Jim, I can already see you licking your chops at that one. Uh, If you like the Bombers in this, you're getting them at minus 200. The Tiger Cats come in at plus 170. What say you about the Tiger Cats and the Bombers? Man, the Tiger Cats look so much better week two, but it's another crushing defeat for them. Coming in 0-2. Winnipeg looking pretty strong throughout. I, that five is juicy. I know which side I'm on, and I'm telling you right now, it's got to be the Tie Cats at plus five. Why? I, because the Bombers played the. I mean, the Red Blacks played the Bombers so close, and this Tie Cats team right now, right now, this Tie Cats team is better 
than Ottawa, especially just being able to put games together, I think. Uh, let's see how the season progresses with it, especially with William Powell uh, coming back soon and, and things like that. But for the Ticats right now, they were able to put together better games last week than, uh, than they did in the beginning of the season. And I, I think that in this Grey Cup rematch, uh, there might be some revenge factor going on. And, and the Blue Bombers, even at home, uh, you know, I, they, I think the Thai Cats can still keep this within five. Can I, can, I, can I tell you something? Sure. I might be on the Thai Cats on the money line. I, I'm there too, though, to be I, honest I, with you. I, I, I might be betting the tie cats on the money line here. I, I feel that as well. Because look, the bombers are not the same bombers, right? Andrew Harris is not there. And you can tell that the the Winnipeg Blue Bombers miss Andrew Harris and that running game and what he provided. Uh, yes, yes. Yes, they do. They won both games, but they scored 19 points in the first game and 19 points in the second game. Like they're, they're, their ceiling now is 19 points without Andrew Harris. And so you, you got a Ticats team who just played Calgary almost to a win and scored 30 points against this really stout Calgary defense. They're not a pushover. And then, you know, of course, they only scored 13 against Saskatchewan, but they rebounded nicely. They're on a high. They almost beat the the Stamps. Now they can go into Winnipeg and and hopefully beat the Bombers. I'm I'm also very much on the under here. I I know it's a low total. I know it's a low total. I am on the under. I'm on the over. Let's see how this one goes. Uh, I'm on the over because I I think the Bombers can score at least another touchdown um, against the Ticats because the Ticats, we just talked about, gave up 33 points to Calgary, and I, I'm pretty sure that Zach Caleros can at least mount one extra drive than he was against the uh, Red Blacks defense here. That's true. He's clutch when he needs to be. I might be reassessing myself. Yeah. If nothing else, that's really the only reason why. And you figure that Saskatchewan scored 30 points against Hamilton uh, in, in week one. So back-to-back games of giving up over 30 points. This is a, a tough Hamilton defense, but it's not – the Hamilton defense that I think we're used to seeing uh, even from last season. I think you're right. And they've shown like second half collapses too in the first two games. You know what? I'm switching it. Give me the over. Sweet. I am convincing people live on the air. So yeah, the over is at minus 110. It's, it's, I mean, again, 43 and a half is such a low total that I, I, I have a feeling that this is something that both of these teams can get over. Cause all you need is a 20, 24, 20 game. And, and you're over this already. So, And if both of these teams have proven that they can give up 30, 30 points, uh, you know. Can I, can I tell you something before like we get into some other things? So I was live betting some CFL totals last week. I believe it was the Calgary-Hamilton game. Uh, it was kind of low. It was like the, the live total at halftime was like 30-something. So I live bet, and I was like, oh, I'll do a cheeky live bet. I'll bet 50 bucks. I bet like half a paycheck on accident. <sighs> Oh man! Uh, how'd that turn out for you? Well, I bet so the total that I bet it at was like 30, 30, 38. and obviously the game went way over. Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> I, I won a bunch of money, but I was sweating it out big time, a big time sweat. That's the one where your fingers were like, "Oops, ah uh, man." Well, let's just hope that this hits. 
Yeah, I fat fingered when I was putting my money when I was putting the bet in. I fat fingered it, put a couple extra zeros on there. I was like, did not mean to do that, but uh, you know what? This is the best rush I've felt in months. <laughs> hey, listen, the SGPN is let it ride. That's our slogan, and you sure as hell let it ride. You're damn right, I did. Uh, well, we're gonna let it ride off the next two games when we come back from the break. We'll break down the uh, the second half of this slate for you. But first, as always, let's talk to you about Win. We are brought to you by Win, and make sure to get down on the wins. Bet fifty dollars to win two hundred dollar promotion, where a fifty dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets. You want the ultimate fantasy football experience? Of course you do. Bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July the 31st. You're going to get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at the Encore Beach Club. You get a two-night stay at the Win Resort for you, and not just you, your entire league as well. Go ahead and throw as many entries at it as you want because multiple entries are allowed. So much to choose from, and all you got to do is download the WinBet app or visit WYNNBet.com to get started. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 let's move on to sleeper it is the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions of players you probably already have a fantasy league or two or 10 or 12 on there i know i use it for mine and i'm about to start using it for the Scott Fish Bowl this season, loving that. It's a game-changing product. It's the first time they're actually offering it for Scott Fish Bowl, so that definitely a game-changing product. It's unlike anything else in the industry now. You can make money on Sleeper 2. You know you love money because you listen to this show. You can play their new over-under game. It is super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball, hits in baseball. Then you can choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest if you pick correctly you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in and the main reason that i am so excited about this the over under game on sleepers is the only app where i can join my buddies contest so we can all play together plus it's got a built-in group chat where i can see and more importantly copy my friends picks with the tap of a button it's insanely fun to ride this thing out together so stop what you're doing right this instant download the sleeper app now to play in their new over under Game. Have fun with your friends and, of course, make some money. You can do it on your mobile phone by joining our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad. Get the 100% deponent deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Well, the CFL season continues on into the wee hours of, well, not wee hours, but still continues on into the weekend on Saturday as we have a 4 p.m. Pacific game. The It's not the official battle of Alberta, but it is a battle of Alberta as Edmonton takes on Calgary in McMahon Stadium in Calgary. Uh, this game going to be, I, I don't want to say a barn burner, but it definitely could be entertaining. The spread on this one, the Stamps are nine-point favorites, uh, which is... Largest spread of the weekend, isn't it? Insane, right? It just feels weird to have uh, a plus nine for the Elks. Uh, the over-under, now set at 50, actually, uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, and then the uh, money line here from our folks at win is at plus 300 
for the Elks, minus 390 for the Stampeders. Our, our, our friends at Win heavy in on the Stampeders on this one. But I don't know, Jim. I don't know. I, I, I feel like a sucker. I'm, I'm taking Edmonton in the points here. Calgary has shown nothing that they can cover these spreads. Yeah, it's crazy. Plus, I mean, nine-point spread, short of what happened to them last week in Saskatchewan. But even last week in Saskatchewan was not necessarily a 10-point game when it all was said. I mean, it was by the end of the, the final gun, but it wouldn't have been had the Elks done one or two things differently. Like, Calgary's two scores, two plays away from being 0-2. Absolutely. They've only won by three <laughs> points in both of their games. I, I don't... And I feel like Edmonton showed heart. They're improved. They look like Calgary is not better than Saskatchewan. No, no. And I don't, yeah, no. And I don't feel as if uh, Edmonton is going to get blown out in this game. I feel like they've come a long way, obviously, in two weeks uh, since that embarrassment in BC. But yeah, plus nine just feels to me like a ridiculous spread. You look even through these game logs and, the Elks are the only team that has lost by nine points or more in both weeks. So I guess the bookmakers are looking at it that way, but they're not seeing the progression of how better, how much better they've gotten. True, but like also like week one, maybe I'll, I might just throw week one out of the books for the Elks. They looked so much more improved in week two. And yes, they still lost and they still like lost by a decent amount, but they look so much better. And then like Saskatchewan, I think is going to be, maybe a top two, top three team in the CFL. Like, so I think the Rough Riders are going to be really good this year. Yeah, I mean, Nick Arbuckle threw for 315 yards, did have two costly interceptions. James Wilder still didn't necessarily get going for the Elks. Nine carries, 40 yards. Rough go for him. But Kenny Lawler, uh, man. He's going to be the guy there. He's the dude. He's the dude. 12 catches, 149 yards, and a touchdown. I, I mean, if you had Kenny Lawler in fantasy, uh, we'll talk about him tomorrow. But, yeah, if you had... Kenny Lawler in fantasy, you are a happy person. And and really, to be honest with you, I think that's where Arbuckle really has to live. And he has to get that ball to our, our to Lawler early and often. But Manny Arsenault, the Manny show, rearing its head. Three catches on three targets for 85 yards. That's somebody else they've got to get going. Yeah. So. Am, am I crazy for thinking like Edmonton could maybe jump out to a lead and Calgary claw its way back in? You're not similar crazy. to last week against Hamilton. Yeah, you're not crazy because Hamilton did it. I'm going to take Edmonton first half money line plus two hundred. Ooh, I like that. That's a good one to take as well. Plus I'm money. Do line. it. Okay, I'm putting it in there. <laughs> uh, well, I'm. I don't know that I'm going to. I'm brave enough to take the Elks money line on this one. It's plus three ten. I mean, it, it sounds great in theory, but I mean, as as much as I think the Elks are going to keep this close. I'm not sure that they're going to come away with the win. I know Calgary, you know, they, they were a play or two away from a win or a loss, but I don't know that they oh, have I'm just touching that. the first half money line. Oh, I'm not sure. touching the full money line whatsoever. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I don't know that I'd even touch the, the Calgary money line at minus 380. I, I know, I know, Cody, I know you only pay the juice if you lose, but that's a lot of juice. Uh, I mean... Man, if I do think Winnipeg's gonna win too, so maybe if you want to like juice it down a little bit, as I'm pretty confident Calgary's gonna be able to pull it out of their butt, you could parlay those two together and get like around minus 120. Oh, that's even better. There you go. 
I love that. At CFL Gym, finding deals for you live on the fly. That that's where you that's where you know you're getting the true DGen <laughs> advice on these games. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, to me, this just I know Calgary's at home, which is why I'm not necessarily saying that Calgary's or that Edmonton's going to win, but for the most nine part, nine is too many points. Nine is too many points in this instance. Yeah, especially. What do you think of this total, though? Uh, the total of uh, that shocked me, to be honest with you, because we know the Elks have not put up points this season, and I'm not sure that even a game against Calgary uh, is going to improve that. They they threw up 16 against the Riders, should have been 20, should have been somewhere in that vicinity because of a couple of missed plays, uh, six, uh, 15 against BC. So you're telling me, I think their their ceiling here is right about. 20 to, to maybe 23. Yeah, so I, I'm right there with you around like 20. I was thinking 23, 24 is like their, the elk ceiling. What do you think like Calgary gets then? Like, you think Calgary can get around 30? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that I guess it. that would hit the over. Yeah, that would hit the over, wouldn't it? Wow. That Yeah. Well, Calgary hitting 30. Yeah, it isn't out of the question, right? Because they hit 33. <laughs> In week two. If it's like a 24 to 30 game, that's like Edmonton covering Calgary with the over. Oh, there you go. All right. I like the over then. Let's, I, let's take I, the over. I think I talked myself into the over here. All right. I like that. And the and they're both, I mean, they're both right now just exactly the same. Uh, so, oh, actually, I'm sorry. No. On the on our friends at WinBet have this at plus 100 for the over yeah, I was 50 gonna say, and I half. think it's juice towards the under so I'm we're getting some good value I think. Yeah. Look, we just live talked us into the over plus 100 at win bet uh at, at 50 and a half and I think we'll go ahead and take that. That that sounds good to us. Um again, I don't think the Elks are going to win so don't worry about that, but plus 9 for sure at minus 105. Uh, I like that as well. I like that a lot. Beautiful. All right, let's move on to the final game of the week where the Toronto Argonauts taking on the BC Lions. BC Lions had a week to rest after scoring all those points, and maybe they maybe they needed it. Maybe they needed to take a week off to, to rest some legs. Uh, but they're impressive. Nathan Rourke, the Canadian quarterback, really doing fantastic things against the Elk in week, Elks in week one. With 59 points, that, that team managed to score. They come into this uh, four-and-a-half-point favorites over the Eastern Toronto Argonauts. Uh, minus 195 on the money line for BC, plus 160 for the Argos. Uh, the over-under here set at 49-and-a-half. Equal juice either way. So, yeah, I mean, do how much faith do we put in what happened in week one with these BC Lions? I feel like if we throw out week one for the Elks, we kind of have to throw it out a little bit for BC. Both these guys have games under their belt now. Man, BC looked way better, though. They looked so clean, so crisp. Toronto didn't look quite as good as I expected. I want to take the four and a half, though. I want to take plus four and a half. Maybe it's just me. I'm still like kind of on this Toronto team early. I'm going to take the plus four and a half. I'm all over this over either way. I think, like, I don't trust Toronto's defense amazingly. And I think BC's offense is going to be really good still. And I think Toronto, they can only really improve in my book. So I like the over here. I, I, I think I'm going to take the plus four and a half. I'm just going to leave it at that. I think it's going to be a close high scoring game. 
Take the points. Yeah, Andrew Harris limited in practice after leaving week two with an injury. So that's something to keep an eye on. Not sure that he's going to miss this game. I, I, you know, Andrew Harris has played through so many injuries over the course of his career that it looked really bad, though. It did, didn't it? It was, it was, and it was scary too for Toronto. They were, they were leaning on him so heavy to start the game, and it was like every what was the first five plays or six plays went to Andrew Harris, whether it was a handoff or a, or a, or a pass, and then all of a sudden he gets hurt, and you're like, well, that that didn't last very long. It's. I, it looked it's, it looked like a bad injury. I hope I hope we hear something throughout this week of whether or not like what how serious that injury ends up being. I haven't heard anything yet. I still I mean it's the this is a number thing for me. I just I'm gonna take the four and a half. I'm gonna take the points. It's gonna be a high scoring game. I think BC gets the win probably with how they looked compared to both these teams. But I think four and a half is a little too much. There's been a lot of close games, and and that's really what it all boils down to. There's been a lot of games that have been decided by a field goal so far this season, and it, it's coming in waves that you didn't even think would happen. Uh, Montreal-Calgary, again, that, that one decided by a field goal. Winnipeg-Ottawa the first time around decided by two points. Uh, obviously, Hamilton, Saskatchewan, and BC-Edmonton didn't, but you come back to the next week, Montreal-Toronto, one point. Uh, Ottawa and and Win or uh, uh, Winnipeg the second time around seven points beat that but still uh, Hamilton Calgary three points and then ten points for it so a lot of close games still and and I I guess I'll have a feeling that this could be another one as well I maybe not am as uh, anxious to to take the four and a half as you are um, but I think with all these close games in Toronto hopefully if they get Andrew Harris back can keep this within. Uh, uh, you know, a, a field goal or so, and and they, I don't think they're going to win. I think the Lions are going to end up winning this one. Eastern opponents it, with both of these games, both of these teams rather having a game under their belt apiece. Um, I still think we saw the best out of the BC Lions, and Butler's got you know a really solid running game uh, for the Lions. And yeah, I mean, just this team, this team plays well already out of the box, and I think they they play better than Toronto. So they'll win, but I, I think you're right. I think maybe four and a half might be the way to go here. Like, I don't know. It's just, it, the number just, like, it spoke to me. It snuck up on me. If, like, if it was a three, I'd be all over BC, I feel. And if it was, like, a five, I'd be very confidently on Toronto. Four and a half, four. I I lean Toronto. I, le- I just, it, that seems fishy to me. So, uh, BC Lions, money line, minus 195. Uh, Toronto, plus 160. Are you, are you any part of this BC Lions money line? If I'm going to be cheeky with it, I'd probably, like like how I parlayed the favorites uh, with those other two, I think this is going to be a week of favorites. I think I don't, I'm not really on the dogs this week. So I think it would be, I might be cheeky and like get the, the Lions and the Rough Riders together. Give you a little plus 145. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good line right there. Uh, all right, I like that. Uh, and then the over-under set at 49 and a half. What do you think? Give thinking? me that over, baby. You're going to get that over? I'm gonna get that over. You're gonna get that over. Uh, I'll talk about the CFL. Just gets me over crazy. <laughs> I think I'll take the over as well. I'm I'm over on a lot of these. To be honest with you, I really feel like we've seen a lot of points uh, from some unexpected teams, and and I think these teams are competitive. Obviously, Ottawa is the outlier in a couple of weeks of of Hamilton football, but yeah, I think week two we saw we saw quite a bit of action um, and and hitting some of these. 
uh, possibilities for overs. So, yeah, give me the over on that one as well. It just, yeah, it feels like a, a week three game where this could hit. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I'm all over the over. I'm all over the plus four and a half. I'm not all over the plus four and a half. I lean plus four and a half, but I'd like BC to win this one. I might be really dumb and give like, we'll get that. I'll get to it later. I'll get to my really dumb degenerate plays later. Uh, I love it. And that's good. Let's do that. In fact, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back for third down and we'll give you some of our really insane and fun little bets that we've got going because what's a CFL gambling podcast without some, uh, some wacky bets to walk away from the weekend with. Let's talk about some coffee. It is currently 9.19 p.m. here on the West Coast as I'm recording this. And I love coffee because it's been keeping me awake all day long. And it's trade coffee that has been keeping me awake all day long. Because trade coffee not only gives me great coffee, it gives me coffee that I like personally. It connects me to the freshest and best tasting coffee that I've ever had at home. And because it partners with the country's best craft roasters, you can't go wrong when you're partnering with the best craft roasters in the country. They're independent businesses. They're from big cities. They're from small towns. And I am truly impactful for these independent roasters because I'm supporting them. I get expert tasted coffee when I get trade coffee. These guys not only give it to me, but they taste it themselves to make sure that I'm getting the freshest, most flavorful coffee of over 450 different kinds that are live and ready to ship every day. Look, there's no perfect coffee out there, but there's a perfect coffee for you, a perfect coffee for me, and Trade's human-powered algorithm is definitely going to find it. And if you are not as happy with it as I am and you don't like it on your first try, the first match guarantee, Trade's so confident that they're going to give you the right one every time that if they don't, they're going to take your feedback and an actual person, an actual coffee expert is going to work with you to make sure they give you the brand new bag that you like and it's going to be for free. So whether your friends call you a coffee snob or you just know when coffee tastes really perfect, Trade's real coffee expert are going to personally taste it and give you exactly what you want. Right now, head over to trade.com to trade <laughs> drink trade dot com slash sgp you're gonna get an offer for new subscribers it's a total of thirty dollars off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash sgp that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash sgp let trade find you a coffee you are going to love that's drinktrade.com slash sgp for 30 percent off did you know that browsing online using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That is why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting one 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It is literally that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for you with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. 
IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you got to do, tap one button, you're instantly protected. You won't even know that it's on. So stop sharing with the world. Everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy, take back your privacy today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. Use the promotional code SGP. Claim your 70% savings. That is IPVanish.com slash SGP. We've got bets for you. Not only are we breaking down the slate and giving you all of the over-unders, the money lines, the spreads, but we got some fun little bets that we like to come up with you or for you week after week. And uh, and we're just going to go ahead and hit them now in third down. So, Jim, hit us with your best shot, my friend. God, I feel like I'm in such a weird spot where I love all the dogs to cover, but I don't like any of them to win. I, so this I is such you. a weird situation for me. I love – so last week I did that uh, – the Saskatchewan, I believe, and uh, Winnipeg, I think, Moneyline Parlay, where it, it took two – pretty heavy favorites and gave me a nice plus 115. I like doing that. My my favorite one of those today is probably like BC and the Rough Riders. You get those together, it gets you a nice juicy, what are we getting here? Plus 145, I said that one earlier. But my favorite one out of all these might be Edmonton first half money line. I like that one. Plus 205. Yeah, that's a good one because, again, it gives you that opportunity for the Elks to jump out to a lead, which, you know, they've been playing very – they've been playing backed in a corner, you know? And, yeah, and Calgary's been like – they've been like a second-half team all season so far. It's only been two weeks, but still all season. I also might like Hamilton, first-half money line, plus 130, because I think they jump out ahead of this. They, I could see a very real possibility where they jump out ahead of this Blue Bombers team. Dane Evans is playing with his hair on fire after the, you know, week one. And I think the embarrassment of losing that first game, especially coming in as East champions, as the team that just went to the Grey Cup the year before and coming out flat, that really did light a fire under him. And that's why they came out against Calgary. So just guns blazing. So, yeah, I like that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start mine out with the Riders total points over 24 and a half. Uh, this one's at minus 110. I mean, it's not sexy plus money, but I think that the Riders can definitely score more than 20 and a half, 24 and a half points this week, uh, especially against, we were talking about um, the Alouettes, who have not been the best defensively so far this season. I know they only let Toronto score 20 points against them, but they did let Calgary score 30 points against them earlier this season. And this is another Western opponent that the Owls are, are taking on. And, you know, East teams, West teams, the the West loves to score against the East. So uh, 24 is a very modest number, in my opinion. And I, I have a feeling that uh, the Riders are going to be able to, to kind of stomp all over the 24 and a half uh, total. And you like the over in this game anyways. So, you Love know, it. I do. I do, I do. I, any game where I like the overs, I'm definitely pounding team totals, and it's it's still I'm still on preseason brain when it comes to Toronto, so I'm all over when it comes to the the totals. I think my favorite is probably my favorite play of the whole week. It's tough. It's probably Edmonton plus nine. Like that's probably the easiest play, which is good. It's it's tricky. 
I also really like Hamilton plus five. I might be I might be cheeky. They're my two favorite ones. I might I might put them together. Get a little plus two sixty four. Ooh, I like that. That I like dipping my toe into the little degeneracy. <laughs> the more bets you can stack in your cart, the better off you are. Yeah. It's. I think. I think that's a great way to do it. Um. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you two more point totals that I like too, and I like the Elks point total over twenty and a half. This one's so low, and it's at minus 105. It's crazy because I know the Elks, we talked about it, they've only scored 16 points as their ceiling so far, but you're talking that's just one more touchdown, and I have a feeling that they'll be able to find that against the Stamps, who we just talked about it, let the Ticats score 30 points on them in week one, or in, I'm sorry, in week two, um, and, and let the Owls score 27 points on them in week one, this is a much better uh, Elks team than they were the first two weeks. And again, I don't think the books are allowing for the fact that Edmonton's gotten better over the last couple of weeks. So the point total here, 20 and a half, I almost feel like that's insulting for Edmonton at this point. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll take the the over on that. And uh, at 105, you know, again, it's almost even money. I like the over for them there. I think just... We're on the over in the game in total, and when you're seeing like what we assume to be pointsy shootouty type games, why not hammer a team who we also think is gonna if they're gonna cover the spread, and we think the total is going over, then yeah, they're gonna score a lot of points. Yeah, and the same can be said for this Argos Lions game we just talked about too before the break. Uh, the Argos point total set at twenty two and a half. Uh, give at, give me the over on that baby. It give almost it feels me. too easy for that one at minus one ten. Um, the Argos, we talked about it. They only played one game so far. They scored 20 points against a pretty tough Montreal defense. But, you know, that was the first game of the season for them. Now they come into a situation where they're going to have to play and keep up with a BC Lions team that just threw 59 points on the board in their first week. So, yeah, this game is going to fly the over, whatever the over is. I- I'm almost, you know, whatever you decide to find the over at, <laughs> this one's a 49 and a half, but I-, I would take this at, you know, 50 or f- even 51 for that matter because both of these points are going to, or both of these teams are going to score some pretty big points. Love it. I love those bets so much, Rod. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's fun to, to dig around and find some of these bets, but um, yeah, I mean, a lot of overs and point total, but uh, that's because Ottawa's not playing this week. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm try. I've been trying to beat into my head. Like, do do I like any of these dogs on the money line? And I just don't. I don't like any of them to win straight up. The only one that I'm on at all is Hamilton. I think Hamilton has a better than average shot to beat the Calgary Stampeders on the money line. Um, and you're you're getting some decent value there at plus one seventy. Um, obviously it's not plus 300 like Edmonton, but you know, at plus 170 for the tie cats to win this one, especially if you're taking the plus five anyways, I mean, I don't know what you get if you parlay the two together. Um, but I, I definitely would think about that. You get plus four or five parlaying the two together, the, the, the money line and the, um, and the plus five. So that almost feels like worth worth dipping your toes in because like I said Hamilton came very close to beating Calgary if they would have just hung on and not allowed Calgary to come back and and force the game into overtime then Hamilton had a very real shot at beating Calgary and Ottawa 
had the ball bounced differently a couple times, had an opportunity to beat the Blue Bombers. And the Blue Bombers, like I said, they're not the same. Even at home, they still played Ottawa, or Ottawa still played them close. And Hamilton is a lot more hungry for this win, I think, uh, than anything. I think they're I think they're hungry. I think their offense has been improving each week. I think they're going to look better. That defense is still sneaky really good. I it's a good spot. It's a good spot for the Tie Cats. I do. I like it. Uh, in fact, I think you should parlay the two together. Uh at plus 405, that's that's a pretty decent line to toss a little bit. Don't don't bet half a paycheck on it. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do not do that. I can I, I mean it's I mean I mean the rush is something, <laughs> something fierce, but I can't in good consciousness recommend doing that. Uh, Don't do it unknowingly. If you're going to do it, go full bore. And then like, then yeah, it's like riding the best roller coaster on the planet. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was awesome. Once I did it, it was, am I eating ramen for the rest of the month or am I eating steak? What, what are we going with? We're eating steak, boys, and that's what we're going to continue to do because we pick out winners. Hell yeah, we do. It's so much fun so far over the first three weeks of this season. Can you believe we're already even on episode five? Stop. 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 Stop saying it's week three, episode five. Where is the time going? Uh, I don't know. June's almost done. Yeah, I know, and every 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 year we ask, is it June yet? And it is almost over with June, and pretty soon we'll be talking about Labor Day Classics. What the hell? <laughs> uh, all right, Jim. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. And uh, again, we'll come back tomorrow with our DFS episode and get you set up to win some money there as well. We're all about winning you money on the SGPN, whether that's betting, whether that's DFS, whatever. We just want you to go home eating steak. That's right. Eat steak every, you know what? Do it every day. That's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> I want you eating steak every day. Every day. We're going to give you the money to do so, Jim. Let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Find me on Twitter at XFL Jim. Find me on YouTube at XFL Jim. Find me everywhere find at XFL Jim. him everywhere. Because he is. The man is so all over the place. Supporting every football league under the sun and up north especially. So, uh, All right, you can find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Subscribe to this show on the SGPN app and, of course, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. We're back again tomorrow with some DFS, but until then, let us win you some money. Only three downs, but still a lot of fun, and let it ride. <laughs>